The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 204? Or are we at 205? I thought we were at 205 Live. You, we are at 205. 205 yeah, last week was, was 204. We are at there 205. There we go. Yep, yep. We are officially on the brand that no one watches, which is appropriate because we're a show which no one listens to. I'm Marty. <laughs> And I'm Christoph, just lamenting in that sad, sad fact. <laughs> but the important thing is, Chris, that we have fun. Uh, for those uh, who may be joining us for the first time, one, uh, ping us at RoughHouseSGW and just explain how on earth you landed on our show. Uh, and then also, uh, welcome, this is a pro wrestling podcast. And uh, really, uh, look, it's Thanksgiving week, uh, and and unlike in... Um, the many years of pro wrestling past, we did not have a Thanksgiving tradition. Yes, Survivor Series happened last Sunday, but it, you know this is not the the far gone Halcyon days of you had uh, Starcade and Survivor Series colliding on or around Thanksgiving. So there's not a lot Aye. to cover, but there is something really great to get into. Uh, Man, <laughs> I just I don't even I don't even know if I have the energy. Stretch, to expel strap. the necessary hate and, <laughs> and vitriol that the following segment pertains to. Strap in for this, folks. Uh, so last week, uh, Chris and I sent off The Undertaker as only we could. Uh, but <laughs> as has been proven through the past, let's call it 10 of 30 years of this man's career. And don't worry, uh, I will briefly cover what they did for his uh, his farewell at Survivor. Okay, yeah, because I have no idea what happened. Yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna love it, Chris. Um, before we, we we dig into that, I wanted to dig into something that was part of the the celebration, the farewell to the Undertaker, which was cameo, and I don't mean the band that sang "Word Up." Word Up. Uh, no, that would be amazing. Undertaker <laughs> trying to to sing cameo. Uh, or cameo performing the Undertaker's theme song in like this, you know, post disco sort of style. Yes, that would have been amazing. Ding uh, dong! Uh, it's the dead man. <laughs> he's walking really slowly. He's, really he's eventually going to get to the ring. <laughs> Ding dong! Uh, by cameo, I mean the site where you, dear. <sighs> human with money to burn uh, can spend money to have a celebrity talk about pretty much anything that you pay them for. Uh, yeah. it, it, it could be uh, a pep talk for a loved one. It could be a happy birthday message. Uh, some guy paid uh, or some gal paid the guy from Sugar Ray to break up with someone for her. Um, oh. 
Yeah. Oh, Mark. Mark McGrath. What yeah. are you doing, man? Hey, Mark McGrath saw that money clear and went for it. Uh, and in I fact, guess his uh, celebrity Jeopardy uh, winnings uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dried up. Did, didn't really last as long as you'd hope. Uh, I, I dare say. Uh, as as a tease to what we have on Patreon this week, we may want to talk to our special guest about what he has been asked to do on Patreon. Yes. Uh, or not on Patreon, on, on, on Cameo, rather. Cameo. Um, so The Undertaker had 30 spots available to pay him $1,000. Well, pay him in the WWE, the first of the co-branded deals, right. to do a Cameo for you. Uh, thanks to the Twitterer who did really the Lord's work at Boss Moz, B-O-S-S-M-O-Z, or Zed for Paul. Um, <laughs> we have audio of 10 of these cameos. So oh I God. thought it would be it's a, Christmas. It, it, I think yeah, I think it's yeah. not Thanksgiving anymore. It, yeah. It's officially Christmas morn. The, they, they aren't very long and the audio is a little quiet. So I, I, I got to bring this up on ye old soundboard. Uh, so okay. let's, let's just dig in. Uh, I, I saved the most ridiculous for last. So, so okay. strap in folks. Here we go with this first one. The Undertaker on Cameo. It's The Undertaker. And your mom reached out to me. She told me <laughs> you started a new school this year. Oh God. She also said that you were quite the baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the dead That's man. It? That was it. Well, yeah, the, these are edited versions to cut out some oh, okay. of the some of the okay. details. Uh, did, did not necessarily want to blow up people's personal spots. Again, boss uh-huh. Miles on Twitter wow. doing the work. But yeah, uh, so so I, I assume <clears throat> that is the Undertaker giving a child a pep talk about starting at a new school. I know you dropped that pop fly in the second <laughs> inning the other day. Don't forget, uh, keep your glove up and don't take your eyes off the ball. If you don't. You will rest in peace. He does, uh, and, and unfortunately, it's not in any <laughs> uh, any of the audio bits here. Uh, he does actually, in some of them, pull it together with a solid rest in peace. Here's to you, Taker, for not saying rest in peace when you were uh, talking to a COVID nurse. Anyway, oh, continuing, no. continuing on. Oh, by the way, I, I was surprised Undertaker at no point had a moment of, look, you're getting hair in places where you never had hair before. <laughs> um, but Also, I'm pretty sure Undertaker doesn't believe COVID exists. Yeah, no, so. no, no. Uh, well, anyway, let, let, let's continue on <laughs> with Undertaker and Cameo. I just wanted to reach out and tell you it's going to be okay. You just keep waking up mm. every morning and putting one foot oh. in front of the other. <laughs> and it's all going to work out eventually. You can do this. I have faith in you. <laughs> so, so just oh. just some, some kind, live, laugh, love lever, level of, uh, of uh, pep talk from The Undertaker. Hey, brother. It's the Undertaker. <laughs> I know you're having a tough time right now, but... Stay out of my damn gun cabinet, okay? <laughs> it's four rooms inside my house dedicated to firearms, and you're not allowed in there right now. Because I don't want you to rest in peace. I made you 18 pancakes. The people from Playable.com saw it. Wasn't that enough? The next co-branded bit I'm going to do is with the International House of Pancakes. And on Sunday at SummerSlam, we're going to make it an international house of pain. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's, 
going going off the rails here. Anyway, more with the no, Undertaker. No, that's exactly what this bit was supposed to do. So we're good. It's the Undertaker. Of course it is. Who else would it be? And all the votes have been cast, and they've all been tallied. Oh, and it looks like you, Robbie, are the greatest Undertaker fan <laughs> of the last thirty years. <laughs> with you. And your collectibles. Okay, I want to know how many takes it took for him to say collectibles and not dolls. Hey, Robbie. (laughs) I know there's three different recounts pending on this competition. Exactly. When he started talking about all the votes have been cast, I was like, oh, no. We already saw what happened to Drake. I don't... I don't need this for I, Taker. I know you lost the Pennsylvania boat, Robbie, but <laughs> I feel like I feel Duh. like George is going to turn for you, Robbie. Duh. The ATL's coming out hot for you. <laughs> There's more. You've become the number one fan of The Undertaker. <laughs> the number one fan. You. The number one creature of the night. Robbie, you are the man. <laughs> oh. 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 A winner is you. Yeah, yeah. There, there's clearly like a shot clock going on some of these where it's like, look, you're doing 30 seconds max. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm, re- I'm really close to hitting 30 seconds exactly. Uh, uh, y- you're, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the beast, brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just, he just cuts it real quick. Uh, this one's pretty short. Only eight seconds for, for this. Per- eight seconds. I got your note. <laughs> and before I thank the McMahons, I want to thank you for being such a fan. Okay, what? hang on. Let's double back on, on how this one starts. I got your note. All right, that that already sounds psychotic. Not only that, he starts with the... Uh, what are these <laughs> yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got your note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Solid mic work. If you haven't seen the video side of this, it's clear that WWE set up backstage i forget the name of the arena where they have the thunderdome but they set up a right. dedicated amway center um yes amway center they set up a dedicated cameo room <laughs> for the undertaker yeah. Yeah. Uh, what i did appreciate uh, was they didn't zoom in at all so there are points where you can see like the piping of the backdrop and <laughs> anyway anyway so uh okay he got he got a note and before i thank the mcmahons i want to thank you this guy wanted Undertaker to thank the McMahons. He spent one thousand American dollars. Whew. man, Vince is is like just laughing all the way maniacally all the way Literally. to the bank. It's just some people have more money than sense, and unfortunately, some people have little sense and also little money. I yeah, uh, <clears throat> not not great. But anyway. I got your note, and uh, I want you to know that before I go over to Vince McMahon's house and bed Linda McMahon, I need you to know that when I pick her up for the tombstone, we're totally going to be 69 and dude up top. <laughs> I, got I got your oh, note, yeah. and I want you to know I like like you. <laughs> <laughs> like more than a friend <laughs> uh, I won't tell Michelle Don't worry We'll keep it real Make cool Wink wink <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep it on the D-Lo brown And then it shakes his neck 
man. Thank you. Oh, thank you're welcome. you for being such a great husband. No. Thank you for being such a wonderful father. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Dad? Yeah, yeah, I know. What? What? <laughs> I got <Yeah>. your note. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to thank Paul Bearer beyond the grave and hope and tease resting in peace. Well... Well, I, I, I don't want to share the hand too much because we've gotten there yet, but let me tell you one thing that the farewell did uh, include. Paul Bearer Hologram! I mean, that's what you should be selling for a thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. Have Paul Bearer Hologram at your Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, oh yes! yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real, 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 real genius! Oh, sorry. <laughs> you kind of went from Paul Bearer to the gingerbread man from yeah, Shrek. I, I know. <laughs> like the, or, or, not or the, the cup drop <laughs> buttons! <laughs> I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Um, yeah, a little Pinocchio in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You should give your mom a big hug and tell her it's from The Undertaker. <laughs> oh. You should give your mom a little tickle in the undercarriage and let her know it's from The Undertaker. Little known fact, when we came through Des Moines 25-odd years ago, your, your mother was backstage. Come to think of it, you just turned 25. <laughs> I threw those soup bones that night. Happy birthday, son. <laughs> uh, you're not getting any money, brother. <laughs> Thanks for the thousand bucks. thousand dollars! <laughs> <laughs> this is very low ROI for you, pal. Okay, okay, hang on. I gotta double back on this one. <laughs> and AJ, you fine. I'm sorry. Did he just say, AJ, you're fine? And AJ, you're fine. Real fine. (laughs) Oh. Darrell. Oh. Anybody who doesn't like it can rest in peace on. Oh boy. oh boy somebody alert uh, the local uh authorities yes. that one gave me the heebie-jeebies i li- <laughs> literally had a chill run down my spine All right. as he's saying that that hey aj i hope you're a girl and i hope you're over 18 because yeah. you're fine real nice uh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, just that, grunts. That noise. Hey, where's that noise at the end? Oh, yeah. And AJ, uh, can uh, I skip ahead a You're fine. <laughs> real fine. At the end of the rested piece is when it gets real, real gross. Anybody who doesn't like it, oh. rest in peace. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh. Ew. 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 Gross. We take day by day, step by step, and each day there's things Another are going to get much better. And one day, your heart surgery will be a distant memory. Oh, Jesus. I won't, because I'll be haunting your dreams. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, you take day, uh, haunting the day, dreams of a kid who's having heart surgery. Each day, there's things are going to get much better. And, but I won't, because I'll be haunting your dreams. 
Hey, Barry, sorry about your cardiomyopathy. Hope your quadruple bypass goes well. And while you're open up on the table, just know I'll be haunting your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we, we got two more. We got two more. Oh, God. And if people don't go out and buy that book, they may come face to face with horror. Horror of the Undertaker. Horror? By the, they may come face to face with horror. Horror <laughs> of the Undertaker. By I mean, the I have book. trouble saying horror, too, but not horror. Okay. Horror, horror. Like, Torah, Torah, Torah. Horror, horror, horror. Yeah. Now, this one is amazing because... This is the one I say for last because the Undertaker has to say someone's screen name. Oh yes! Oh yes! And this, I, I I should probably just play it, but all I could think of is Undertaker seeing the request for this cameo, realizing what he has to say, and just having this crisis of conscious moment when he realizes his Mm. life has led to this. So. I'm not sure he has that much of a conscience anyway, but <laughs> fair point. Here we go. All elite Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's how I'm going to address you. Well, all elite Scooby-Doo. Congratulations. I'm getting married. You did the right thing. <laughs> I am dead. I am. I have no pulse. I have no pulse. Let's hear him. You can hear him in real time. Realize what he's about to say. All elite. <laughs> Scooby Doo. So if you find yourself, oh, yeah. I, I, I wanted oh, yeah. I wanted to end this on a positive message, folks. Oh, yeah. If you find yourself, going, oh, I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. That's kind of sad, kind of pathetic. I'm listening oh, yeah. to a wrestling podcast. How far oh. deep does this rabbit hole go? Go. Oh, okay. Remember, oh. you do not call yourself. All elite Scooby Doo, oh. and that guy who does did get married. Oh, so oh, <laughs> oh, oh god, elite huh. Scooby Doo. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Literally the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've laughed that hard. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I ever have. So there, there you go. Now, oh, there's that, just so much perfect about it. A thousand so bucks a clip. That man got paid oh, to do oh. that. And oh, really, wow. the Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and say now that it's happened oh. and also my money wasn't used. Completely worth it. <laughs> Completely oh. and utterly worth it. Thank you, morons, for spending a thousand dollars for these terrible messages. Yes, we are forever in your debt, morons. Yes. I hope your uh, your plethora of disposable income uh, does eventually dry up and um, you become destitute uh, because of poor money choices. But thank you yes. for contributing this uh, these these ten 
10 to 15 minutes of joy to my life. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Wow. 100% agree. But hey, before we oh. continue on with uh, talking about things we like, let's very quickly talk about the World Wrestling <sighs> Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So the aforementioned Survivor Series was Boy. on Sunday. Um, right. and, uh, did Scooby-Doo show up? Uh, all, 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 all Elite Scooby-Doo was not at the show. I'm, I'm very sorry to say. Uh, what about Scrappy-Doo? Uh, what about Impact Scrappy-Doo? Did Impact Scrappy-Doo show up? It, Impact Scrappy-Doo uh, remains to be seen. Ring of um, Velma? <laughs> but the main event segment of the night was the final farewell, though the, uh, <laughs> the, the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match went on before. It was actually kind of a banger. Uh, credit where credit is due. That, that was actually very good. Um... The uh, women's title match or women's champions match between Asuka and Sasha Banks is very good. The men's tag match between uh, the New Day and the Street Profits is very good. The the less said about the women's eliminator match, the better, although I do have strong opinions about it. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. The main event was the Undertaker (laughs) farewell segment. And Chris, here's what they did. They started the ceremony by having entrances for... Shane McMahon, The Big Show, JBL, Jeff Hardy, Mick Foley, The Godfather, The Godwins, Kevin Nash, Savio Vega, Rikishi, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, and Kane. Kane was the only one to come out in full gimmick. (laughs) So that was, uh, I lost count. Was that like 12? Uh, or, we are or, at or 17. one, two, three, four, five, six. I forgot how many times I went through my hands. Eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, sixteen people, sixteen entrances. Yes. So that took uh, twenty minutes. Yeah, it, it, it took a while. So they all came out. They stood in the ring, and then okay. before, okay, so the uh, Henry and Phineas. I yes. mean. I guess they were BSK back in the day, weren't they? As was Savio Vega, so that was yeah. Well, I knew yeah, I knew there was a relationship with Savio Vega, but man, when was yeah. the last time either of the Godwins was on WWE TV? I mean, I guess Midian for yeah, naked for Midian Phineas. in the early two thousands. Did either of them still work? I I don't think so. I I, I think uh, I think at least one of them is in real estate, which is hysterical to me. <laughs> you go to buy a house. Well, this one comes with a pig farm. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? We close this deal today. I'll wrestle you in that big, big complimentary uh, blue jean overalls and yellow shirt. <laughs> Shiny silvery slot bucket. Oh, the slot bucket, man. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that match at Survivor Series? The uh, the hog pen match with uh, Triple H and uh, you know uh, Henry O. Godwin. I, I think you're right. I think it was. I think it I was. Like and it that was, that was, uh, that was part <clears throat> of the punishment of. Um, of uh, Triple H for the curtain call for the curtain call. Yeah. He, he yeah. had to lose a, a match and a pile of pig shit. Anyway. So they all came out. Then a video package aired, which was oh, all God. about uh, the Undertaker's career. Uh, a good four or five minutes. It was to the song. I'm not familiar with this one by Metallica. Now that we're dead. Yeah. That's from the latest album. Okay, <clears> okay. <throat> so it was something new and different. Now here's the part yeah. that was hysterical to me. The video package ends and everyone's gone. So they did nothing. They they came out. They had their moment in the sun. They disappeared. And it was Vince in the ring. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. They By flew my all these combined. guys in. Because I know they're not all Floridians. Yeah. They flew them all in. They okay. stood in the ring for two seconds. A five-minute video package played, and then they were all gone. 
That was the last you saw of any of them. Okay. Cool. Sure. Okay. So great. Vince, Vince McMahon, who either had work done that went rare, very, very poorly, or he just wears a uh, wax mask of his own face from now on. Uh, he well. cuts a brief promo about uh, The Undertaker. It, it, it's some uh, thing about how, like, uh, nothing lasts forever, but The Undertaker's legacy will uh, live on eternally. Uh, and it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so The Undertaker then comes out. And Vince McMahon blows him on the WWE Network for 20, 30, what is it, 30 years? How many 30 fucking years. years? This was 30, 30 years, years of of purple and black and gongs. Yes. So Taker slowly walks out. <laughs> no shit. Gets in the ring, says, you know, it, it's time for the Undertaker to rest in peace. Oh, okay. And, uh, so he's going to kill himself in the middle of the ring. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he he does the the one knee pose, and when he does that, there's the Paul Bearer hologram, and then uh, he walks back to the back as his music now, plays. And that's it. Was it was this like a CG uh, added in the truck uh, hologram, or was it something that you think Taker could see in the ring? Um, I I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me of the weird hologram that popped up during the the uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, Dean Ambrose feud, the the ghost hologram that that, that okay. Dean Ambrose got distracted by, and then the TV blew up in his face or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, like when you see a still photograph of it, it's not terrible, uh-huh. but it, it's not on par with hologram Robert Kardashian level creepiness. If you're, if okay. you're familiar, all with right, this. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if you're if you weren't aware of it, your life's better for it. So don't bother yeah. telling. Um, but that's not quite Tupac hologram, but right, right. somewhere was, in between. It was still weird, but yeah, he just walks out and that's it. Like no, no, no further pomp or circumstance. No, you know, thank you taker. Like, did he leave his coat and hat in the ring? No, ring again. No, no, he just slowly sauntered to the back. And did he do the fist? No, thing? no. Okay, all right. Shame they didn't get uh, old Phil Brooks uh, to pop up. Yeah, I know. Show right? some he's, respect. he's under contract, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, thought that was a deal with Fox, though, wasn't it? Not necessarily WWE. I don't know. All, all I know is it, it just was really a, a sad thud well, to the end of the Undertaker's career. It's over. Yes, suppose it's it's done. So that's he, the he that's the that's the important done. takeaway from this. Exactly. Exactly. Until WrestleMania comes up in five months, or Saudi Arabia is able to have events again. Um, so uh, I, I did want to talk about one thing because it kind of plays out in, into some of the stuff from Raw. So, Chris, did you mm-hmm. hear about the women's match? Uh, I heard that what I expected to happen happened, which was Lana, uh, after a dozen weeks or so being put through a table on Raw, was the lone or sole survivor. Did you hear about how she was the the lone survivor? Uh, wasn't it some kind of count out shenanigan? Bullshit. So, so you're gonna love this. So Lana, in in this five on five eliminator, Lana comes in fairly early on. She tags in and gets bullied by the other four women on the Raw team to what tag her own out team? by her own team. Cool to tag out. Be a star. Okay. She gets bullied to tag out and is made to stay on the sidelines for the rest of the match. Eliminations happen. Sure. 
Lana's still standing on the stairs. That's how much they didn't want her to tag in. She has to stay okay. on the stairs. She's not allowed to be with the tag rope. She's okay. standing on the stairs. The last three people in the match are Bianca Belair, Nia Jax, and Lana. Nia and Lana for Raw, Bianca Belair for SmackDown. There's all these great moments where it looks like Bianca is about to become a superstar. She's going to eliminate Nia Jax. She's going to eliminate Lana because Lana's been proven to be a weakling that does nothing. Big moment for Bianca Belair. Instead, Bianca and Nia Jax fight on the outside until getting counted out. And your winner, by standing on the stairs and doing nothing, is Lana. By doing absolutely nothing. Lana proceeds to sell as if this is the greatest moment of her career. Well, cuts a promo (laughs) for WWE.com where she describes it as the greatest moment in her career. I mean, in ring wise, it's hard to Mm -hmm. find another. Granted, she didn't do anything, but kayfabe wise. Yeah, I don't see anything that she's done to do to rank up there with that. On Raw on Monday, she's doing an interview backstage with insert random blondish brunette here yeah (laughs) and lana describes that as the biggest achievement of her professional wrestling career she's blown away she she can't believe all the support and love she's received from the wwe universe she said this shows that if you have dreams you can achieve them yes the dream of doing nothing being rewarded for it that is the american dream my friend that's fair Asuka comes up to her, and Asuka, who beat Lana three weeks ago, Uh clean, in two minutes, with maybe four moves. That was probably two minutes, uh, a minute and a half too long, as it should have taken. Asuka says, as a lone survivor, I want to give you a shot at this championship. So Asuka is a kayfabe moron now? Asuka's a kayfabe moron, and Lana celebrated as if this was the greatest moment of her life. Even though she had this exact moment three weeks ago, and she got murdered. Okay. <clears throat> Did that's the match happen on Raw? No, that's this week on Raw. Okay. It's coming week All on right. Raw. They, they are using that to build ratings for next week. Yep. <laughs> Pretty indicative of uh, WWE creative right there. Now, on the other side of things, on the men's eliminator, all five men succeeded. It was a clean sweep. Raw beat SmackDown. All five dudes won the match. Bobby Lashley also won his match against Sami Zayn. Not a big surprise, but still worth noting. Okay. So on Monday, you know what they decided they were going to do? punish the people who were in the survivor series match no they actually rewarded them two triple oh. threats with the winners getting to go against each other and or sorry two two uh sorry three singles matches which will lead to a triple threat uh okay. on raw on monday with the winner getting a world title shot that's right after weeks of having absolutely no stakes whatsoever they actually built stakes into the raw versus smackdown main event I mean, it's it's a flank steak. It's not quite a uh, fillet, but I guess I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, they, they actually did something just the day after the show that actually happened. Right. It would have been nice to have uh, announced that or mentioned that prior to it happening, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. No. No, no, 
not okay. not, not going to happen. So uh, the the triple threat match is going to be AJ Styles versus Riddle versus Keith Lee, winner facing Drew McIntyre for the championship. Uh, uh, Braun Strowman was supposed to be involved in all of this, but he laid his hands on Adam Pierce because Adam Pierce is now the on screen GM for <clears throat> both brands. Okay. Uh, and he's actually doing a very good job of it. Like he's the first. I got no beef with the old scrap daddy, but it wasn't yeah. like he was just kind of there. And, and then I was then like, okay, well, I guess you're going to be this guy now. There's yeah. no uh, anointing by Triple H or and, anything. And the other thing I will say is, unlike the traditional GM role, he's actually making decisions that are logical and the fans would enjoy. Versus you know being the antagonistic Eric Bischoff type, which we'll see how long that lasts. Eric Bischoff. Um, okay. But Braun Strowman now is indefinitely suspended for attacking Adam Pierce because Strowman, who is supposed to be getting the main event at TLC, is out with a knee injury. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to wish too harm on, uh, or harm on too many people, but uh, as a human being, that guy kind of seems like uh, the dirt worst. So yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. He's still getting paid. Yeah, I mean, just not on the pay per view, right? Right, and at this point, he's he he's literally in Big Show territory. Of he's a face, he's a heel, he's a heel, he's a face. He's probably gonna get a sitcom. Like that's that's what they're doing now. With that'll last one season in a Christmas special, and then get the axe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so put it on OAN. I would be into it, but no, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Not at all. Well, actually, I would be because it would take him away from possibly being on WWE television. Did you watch the Big Show show? No, I did not. Was not it fun? Uh, I didn't watch it. It yeah. looked like it looked like it should have been on after Sabrina the Teenage Witch before Step by Step. Yeah, some very TGIF vibes there. Uh, definitely not the target demo for that these days. Yeah, no, we are we are too old for that. I think. Uh, but elsewhere in WWE. We started the, or we continued the build for War Games, which will be happening in just a few weeks, uh, as we had the full Team Candice laid out. Uh, team. Candace. Okay, who we got? So Team Candice in War Games will be Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Tony Storm turned heel by attacking Ember Moon. I forgot Candice LeRae was a heel these days. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, so the, okay. And so they're uh, four on four. Uh, it, it is uh, five on five. That's five. Did you just name five oh, people? Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's four on four. My apologies. It is four. Okay. All right. I'm not good at math. This has been yeah, widely. No, no, no. I was, I was thinking about <clears throat> the survivor series match. That's what, yeah. That, that's where I, I confused myself as well. So, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that, that's your heel side. Candice, Dakota, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony storm. Uh, so far, Shotzi Blackheart's team, the face team for War Games! is Shotzi Blackheart. Okay. All she right. So they have some work to do on, uh, on Dynamite else. this week. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, Candice and co laid out Io Shirai, laid out Rhea Ripley. Okay. Of course, now there's an issue with Ember Moon. So I think you can assume it's going to be Shotzi, Io, Rhea, and uh, Ember Moon. But it's not confirmed. 
That okay. said, on w- next Wednesday, it will be Shotzi versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez to decide which team gets War Games Advantage. Which they did for the men this week, I believe, correct? Yes, it In was, a ladder match? It was a ladder match that they randomly threw together, uh, as it was uh, Pete Dunne uh, going one-on-one with Kyle O'Reilly. And okay. Pete Dunne ended up winning after a masked man interfered and knocked Kyle interfered. off the like, ladder. Sounded like Kermit T. Frog there. Yes. Interfered. Yes, he interfered. Um, was it was it Kevin Owens? He was there. Right? No, he Ke- did commentary. Ke- no, right? Kevin, o- Kevin Owens is doing commentary and hosting one of the best segments on television this week, which I'll, which I'll talk about in a moment. Oh, um, okay. So we have another masked person in NXT. We, we was it just, another ghost mask or uh, was no, it another? No, no, no. It, it was someone else in a mask. Was it a lucha I, I mask? Uh, Ski no, mask? It, it was more like your traditional um, wrestling spa treatment. Yeah, re- wrestling mask mask. Um, so uh, I I think it's supposed to be even if it wasn't actually I think it's supposed to be that Pat McAfee because they made a whole big deal about how Pat McAfee said he wasn't going to be there on Wednesday right. night. So okay. undoubtedly it was him. Uh, but as you said, yes, Kevin Owens was indeed on uh, NXT this week. He was uh, filling in, excuse me, uh, for, um, I almost said Bad News Brown. That is not his name. <laughs> Wade Barrett? <laughs> yes, Bad, Bad News, News Barrett. Barrett. Uh, Are they calling him Bad News Barrett or just Wade Barrett? Yeah, Wade Barrett. What's he going by? Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know if he was still keeping the gimmick alive. But uh, Well, Mr. O'Reilly, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> so... Kevin Owens had a KO show segment with okay. Leon Ruff. And basically, okay. this was a spoof of every single WWE talking segment ever. To the point <laughs> oh, where right. every single time someone else got mentioned, their music played and they walked out. There was a point where Kevin Owens realized he had three chairs, which ended up being filled up by Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, and Damian Priest. At a point, he went, why did I bring all these chairs out? like it was it was very meta and and it would really only work for this one segment if they tried to be meta every single week it would be a shit show right yeah this one segment it worked it was all to build unsurprisingly to a three-way for the north american championship at takeover it's going to be johnny gargano versus damian priest versus north american champion leon ruff but uh a tip of the hat to all four of those guys for putting together what was actually a super entertaining segment as opposed to the same old crap we're used to with a WWE talk show segment. Well, Kevin Owens is a, uh, you know, a hell of a talent mm-hmm. can put over most crap, crappy or, you know, if it's crappy, he'll put it over. If it's good, he'll make it better. That's uh, that's the kind of performer that KO is. And, uh, you know, it looks like he may be uh, dabbling his way back into the main event picture on the on the SmackDown as well. Yes, yes. Um, he uh, He's definitely being lined up for a feud with Roman Reigns. I don't know okay. if, if that's just supposed to be for TLC or beyond. Uh, but the bit that you really need to watch is there was on Talking Smack, which – they air on Saturday mornings on the WWE Network. Weird sure. Choice, but it's what they do. Um, it, it was a sit-down segment with Paul Heyman and Kevin Owens because Heyman okay. was already at the, the desk for Talking Smack. And they had a little back and forth. And it, it really just was a great build talking about how you know Heyman saying he always saw something in Owens and he thinks this is great talent. But 
he's not Roman Reigns and he's never going to be Roman Reigns. Sure, so sure. You know, it, it really helped solidify Owens as an underdog. And it was a wonderful segment, which means it will not be part of SmackDown next week. And undoubtedly, only nerds like me who took the time to watch it, and admittedly, I saw it on Twitter, um, will even know it even happened. Okay, well, good for KO for getting uh, an opportunity. Well, you know, get a little shine yeah. from Paul Heyman. Why not? And and the times that Owens and Reigns have had matches previously have been really fun. I mean, they, they have a weird chemistry. So uh, I, well, I, I think it... They're both really good performers, so... That's true. Uh, just... I, I, I think it will end up being a, a, a good match uh, for that show. And, you know, Owens will fall off of something stupid through something even stupider. So, yeah, yeah. it should be good. Anyway, uh, that's what's going on in the world of WWE. Let's go ahead and talk about one of our favorite promotions. <laughs> To the land of the rising sun we go. Yes, we we head to Japan as uh, the double tour of World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors continues on. And uh, at this point, Chris, I've given up on following them match by match by match. I've just been watching the good matches from Best of the Super Juniors. Sorry, World Tag League. Yeah, I haven't watched anything in World Tag League over the last week. It's just... You know, uh, it seems unexciting. Uh, the best of Super Juniors, though, there's a lot of people in that field that I enjoy. Um, and I did catch a couple uh, solid matches this week. Yes. Uh, I, I High level talking about uh, best of the Super Juniors, I think it's worth pointing out how much this has been a coming out party for Robbie Eagles. Robbie yeah. Eagles, obviously, you know, top tier talent. Um, it was clear that New Japan wanted to do something major with him, given the opportunities he was given uh, teaming with Will Ospreay late last year and, and so on. But this dude has been out of this world good. I mean, the the people who have really shown in this tournament for as much as when you looked at the lineup for best of the Super Juniors and you went, oh, OK, they just threw the juniors they had in and maybe one or two surprises in, you know, a Robbie Eagles and, and what have you. Uh you're really seeing the sort of junior B team raise their stock, raise their yeah. game, uh, whether it's El Desperado, whether it's Bushi, who actually has had a few bangers on this tour so far. Uh, yeah. Doki, who has surprised the hell out of me, including having an <laughs> awesome match with El Desperado this week. Um, oh, I didn't catch that one. Yes, that was yesterday. Okay. Um, yes, it's, it's shockingly good. Shockingly good. Uh, look, I, I've kind of low-key been into Doki yeah. for a bit now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and Despy has, is one of my, you know, uh, he's he's approaching Shingo levels for me. Well, yeah, but, you know, a lot of Despy is, as, as we were talking about over Twitter, uh, is he looks awesome. And, he does. And it's not often in professional wrestling where looking awesome is followed up with actually being awesome. He's yeah. getting there. Uh, but, you know, you got show coming into form. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, you've got uh, Hiromu and, and Taji Shimori up top. But the, it seems like everybody beneath those two are looking at this as this opportunity to show the world, hey, we're good also. Well, not everybody. I mean, well, <laughs> you, still, you still got Taguchi in there but showing Taguchi his ass. Taguchi can produce a banger when he wants to. It just And you also have Master Wado. So, uh, um, um, I'm sorry. Uh, the first ballot Hall of Famer, Master Watto. You're speaking <laughs> ill of him in this dojo. He's terrible, dude. Rough House podcast 
2020 Rookie of the Year, Master Wado is terrible. I don't yes. want to. I don't want to tell everybody we've already picked our best of the year, but. <laughs> well, uh, it won't be Master Watto. It's not going to be Master Watto? No, no, no. It, maybe Master Sebulba would be a little bit better. <laughs> hey, Andy. Know. Hey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, was... I, I look forward to threading the needle of pro wrestling fan. An episode one fan finds the prequels hilarious. That's, yeah. That is a, a, a thin, thin line to find. But uh, I'm right there with you, though, pal. Just to give you high level as to where we are uh, tournament wise, um, World Tag League, we've got three teams in first with eight points Tai Chi, Zack Saber Jr., Shingo, and Sonata, and nice. Kamahiro Ishii and Toro Yano. Uh, okay. Then we've got one, two, three, four, five teams in second with six points. That's Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, Tamatanga and Tangaloa, the Gorillas of Destiny, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb of the Empire, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi of the Bullet Club, and Juice Robinson and David Finley, uh, a.k.a. Finjuice. Then we've got Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens with four points, and at the bottom, having finally gotten a win, two points, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toa Hanare. Oh, boy. The ace has fallen. Tough, tough times. Well, I bet you can guess who took all those falls and who scored the win. No, Um, I get it. But still, it would have been nice to give uh, Hanare the rub to get the win. Fair. But but best of the Super Juniors tied for first with 10 points. It's Hiromu and Taiji Ishimori. Not a big surprise. Uh, Three in second with eight points. Show Master Wado El Desperado. And then uh, we've got tied for six, uh, tied for third with six points, Bushi and Taguchi. Then we've got in fourth, Robbie Eagles with four points. And then tied for last, Doki and Yuya Yamura. Yamura, I, I've watched some of Yamura's stuff this uh, the tournament. He is, like I think I said it last week, he's a stud. He's going to be a big, oh, yeah. big star in a couple of years. He, he will be very good at a point. He's just not ready yet. No, no, no. He's not to the point yet, but it's, it's kind of like the uh, if you take like a Pokemon evolution sort of thing, you start with a, you, <laughs> yes. you start with a Yu Yamora. Yes. Then that yes. becomes show, which then evolves into Kota Ibushi. Right, right. It, it takes time, but you. Get yeah, there. that's the important. Right. One. Yeah. You just need a lot of, uh, you know, little Pokeballs and Poke candies and <laughs> Pokeballs and, you know, a little uh, spicy tuna sauce on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds yeah. awesome to me, man. Some spicy mayo. And some eel sauce and some crispy wontons on top, please. Very into it. Can you, can you sprinkle some edamame in there as well? Just, Appreciate just, that. Just Thanks. Just, 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 just a texture. Just, just a wee little sprinkle of it. Yeah. You a pokeball guy? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your where's your go to place around here? <laughs> I, I don't really have a place around here. See, that's the problem. I usually get when I'm out of town. Um, ah. Because there's a, a few different places, DC, Virginia, and what have you, that yeah, yeah, do yeah. really well. Um, okay. I haven't found a place around here that's any good. I think I remember you telling me there was a place by uh, your office when you had an office to go to that was really good. Yes, yeah. If I ever have to go into the office, I make uh, make time to get a Poke Bowl there. Yeah, that's the jam spot. It's right across from the Nautilus Diner on York Road. Oh, okay. I, I know exactly highly recommend. Yeah, and look like next to the Jared. Yeah. You know, go to Jared. Get your uh, get your girl ring, and then uh, and then go get a Poke Bowl. Yeah. yeah. If if you have the money for a pokeball at that point, <laughs> I highly recommend. But yeah, it's uh, there's there isn't anywhere around here, and I'm gonna have to find a new new spot yes. soon. Yes. So. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want to share the news with the listener? Moving on up. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two off a county. Uh, yeah, uh, our, our, our boy Chris is getting a, a big boy house, which yeah. means we are just moments away from you melting down at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, but I, <laughs> I feel in the back of my heart that it may at some point be. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. but hey, uh, hopefully it's not as bad as our dear, dear friend Justin had to deal with. Yes. But um, fingers and toes yeah, crossed. Yeah. That it does not hit that point. Yeah. But, uh, I'm an adult. Yeah, I know. It's happening. It's happening. It's all happening it's right now. Um, but hey, let's go ahead and wrap the show up with a little bit of. So Dynamite was taped this week, mm. a live show, but it was the go home show for next week's big winter is coming show. Uh, which will be. Headline. Do you think they're going to give a uh, Game of Thrones uh, set decorations here for this? I, I think they're going to do something with the set. I think this is sort of the equivalent to the Bash at the Beach shows they did beginning of right. last year. Is, where... is Cody going to come out and take a sledgehammer to the Iron Throne? <laughs> we we shall see. Uh, I, what I will say is the most interesting thing for me about the show. Uh, involved a guy who will not wrestle ever again, but was the most compelling part of the evening to me. Um, okay. But, but we, we will talk about that. Uh, the show kicked off with a hell of a match between Hangman, as JR keeps calling him, Hangman Adam Page. Page, and John Silver. Uh, this was a big coming out party for John Silver, uh, as, of course, he's become kind of a cult figure on the being the elite show. Uh, this mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. the first time he got to show his wares as a single star, uh, at least uh, uh, not in squash. <laughs> uh, uh, he got a little bit of stuff in OC on the pay-per-view, but not, uh, you know, well, this was, match was, I, I, I what think. What I said is on Dynamite. First time on Dynamite. Ah, that he, that I got, gotcha, really got gotcha. in front of that. Um, and this was a very, very good match. Um, yeah. So uh, a video played that explained that Evil Uno personally requested the match because the Dark Order likes Adam Page. Very interesting, that. And um, it it was very good, very back and forth. Uh, John Silver had this amazing finishing rush, including a beautiful uh, spiral brain buster, which I... Absolutely lost my shit over. Yeah, um, I, I I loved it, but uh, the buckshot lariat protected it. When it actually collides, it gets you a three. Yes. Yeah. No. The ma- I really enjoyed the match. Um, Silver. You know. I think. You know. Mark this down in the history books. Uh, I'm going to give some credit to Jr. Here. Yeah. Um, Jr. Actually used his years of wrestling broadcast experience to to put over the little guy and how he's got the low center of gravity and how he's so thick in his arms and everything like that. Yeah. He actually helped build somebody. Um, and I, if I had to guess, uh, I would say it's because John Silver, you know, isn't a flippy do guy or yeah, like yeah. He, you know, he's just he's, a little shit kicker. He's a little, he's a little shit kicker with some, uh, you know, some big pythons there, brother. Yeah. So, uh, he's the man version of Layla Hirsch. <laughs> I know, I know that John Silver was an AEW first, but let's be honest here. If anyone, yeah. If anyone's going to be the version of somebody, it's, it's that, uh, I'd watch that. I'd watch those two wrestle around. Yeah. Why not? For a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, page ends up winning after the match. Dark order comes out and evil. Uno Bench says, Hey, we're not here to fight you. He said, I know you don't want to join a cult, but sure looked to me like the elite was a cult. 
he made some uh, some some solid points there. Yeah. Did Evil Uno and um, and the mask is just so goofy for it, it, the way he was mask, speaking. What a promo Evil Uno has become! It was a really it was a really good promo. It was well delivered. It had uh, you know a common sense behind it. Yeah, uh, and it advanced the story. So you know, I, I I really liked that whole bit and the presentation of the Dark Order when Silver came out. Like everybody stood up there and did, or was that during Anna Jay's match that when was they during did Anna that? Jay's match. Okay, all right. I couldn't remember which one it was. No, it, was okay. too, it was a big night for Dark Order. Very big night for Dark Order. Uh, although uh, a winless night for the Dark Order. Well, Spoiler you know, alert. in terms of uh, exposure. <clears throat> getting getting uh, in front of the eyeballs there so uh after the match uh we went to the back where alex marvez still under contract yeah, still shame. not replaced by justin what a, what a pity yeah. what a pity what a pity anyway he's with kenny omega and kenny omega uh cutting a promo talking about how one year ago he was nursing injuries for the moxley match and now john moxley's being called best in the world he said you know, he doesn't necessarily agree with that, but until Omega gets the AEW World Championship, people aren't going to believe he's the best. He said, you know what? Mox, leave all the garbage at home. I want to beat you in a wrestling match. And then, what I thought was a nice little touch, at the end of the promo, he says, you know, Mox, I heard your promo last week and <laughs> talking about your dad. Just want you to know, my dad will beat the shit out of your dad. <laughs> it's like... I really like that, too, because it took a really, you know, um, well-performed promo. I really, yeah, you know, yeah. Kenny really did a good job there. I'm not sure how much of it was off the cuff, how much of it was rehearsed or whatever. Yeah. But it was really good. And then, you know, and and and, and smart and everything. And then it just took it to the schoolyard. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, a, you was, know, just a little knife little in the back. Petty thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of perfect. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed everything about that segment aside from the fact that Alex Marvez was there. Yeah. Yeah. That pretty much the, the one lone problem. Um, then we had another Darby Allen video. Uh, he had a car that said, uh, beat me if you can survive if I let you, which throws it to Taz. And then he set the car on fire. Cool. Uh, these do nothing for me. They, get, every, they, they do less and less for me every week. Every single time I see uh, a Darby Allen video at this point, I just picture John Oliver at the end going, cool. Yeah, like I, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't tell me anything about him aside from he has a bunch of land and a bunch of shit to set fire to. Yeah, like, uh, he has access know, to a lot of cars. That's yeah. And then, you know, likes to throw himself down ramps and body bags. Like, what the fuck? Like. Well, this is this is not a character. That's not a character. You know, are you a shitty art student uh, or a shitty uh, art film uh, art film guy sort of yeah. thing? Like, is that what you're going for? Is that your character? And you we know, like Darby. You... Like, let's. let's I do. Let's I, I, we we both. Whenever really he's like in him. the ring, just... I'm into it. Yeah. It's just, uh, and even like... when he's sulking in the crowd, I'm, I'm. That's fine too. But these these videos are pointless. And eventually, he's going to hurt himself in one of them. Yes. Yeah. Of all things to hurt yourself on. Um, anyway, uh, appropriately enough, after a promo that called out Taz, here comes Taz with his latest protege, Will Hobbs, now called Powerhouse Hobbs. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I would have I would have rather he just been Hobbs at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to make room for the eventual Shaw jokes as well. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to ditch a uh, yeah, I. 
I mean, I get it. He's a powerhouse. Yes. But uh, his first name being powerhouse. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, why I'm couldn't not, he be the powerhouse Will Hobbs or I'm the not, powerhouse Hobbs? I'm not entirely in love with it. Uh, but what I did like was his gear being like the throwback to 97 Taz. Didn't you mention that last week? You're like, yes. I hope he shows up in like orange and black gear. Yes. Yes, I did. Fucking nailed it. I, now I need fucking Ricky Starks to get on the train, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, Hobbs just basically murdered Lee Johnson. That that was it. They did oh mention. yeah, it was it was it was a train wreck. They did not mention, not, not in like a bad match sort of way. No, but no, just straight murdering. Um, yeah, they did mention that Lee Johnson is a member of the Nightmare family, and uh, there was a little bit oh, that's of. Yes, uh, he's Owen fifteen in AEW, yeah. by the way. Fresh, um, I guess Owen sixteen now. Um, but that also explained why the Gun Club was getting all up in arms during the match because Hobbs very clearly had it finished a few times and just kept beating on the dude. Yeah. So after the match, we had one of the best segments AEW's ever done, in my humble opinion. This this to me was like the type of thing that I used to watch. ECW at a friend's house at 12 midnight on Saturday nights for right. You see this promo and you're like, and clearly it was all a work, but it's just, it's it's just that, that little bit of needling where you go, wait a minute, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Yes. Pre-taped clearly, but it, it it just had enough juice behind it where I'm like, I'm I'm paying, I'm paying a little bit more attention here. So Taz, and it escalated as it went along yes. as well. You yes. know, it wasn't just two guys talking in the ring. You know, yeah. he taught Taz did his bit. Yeah. Cody came out and his did his bit. They yeah. were sparring back and forth verbally. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole situation of cutting the mics out. I really yeah. liked. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I cut in front of you before you no, gave no, the no, breakdown okay. of it, but. So Taz comes. So Taz has the uh, mic in hand, and he's got the FTW title in hand, and he said, "I am not going to leave this ring until this title means something. I want somebody in the back. I want somebody in management. I want you to stop ducking me. I want you to explain why this belt that has a twenty-year legacy is not being officially recognized." So Taz has a legitimate gripe. I get it. The FTW title's been around since it got resurfaced and given up Brian Cage this past summer. Why is it still not a thing? I mean, it's been defended on AEW pay-per-view. Right. It's been defended on AEW Dark. But he he wants to see it in the rankings alongside the TNT title and the world title. Okay, cool. So he's complaining, he's complaining, and his microphone goes out. And he's clearly pissed about this. So he yells in a moment that I'm sure Chris enjoyed. He yells at Justin Roberts and says, hey, give me your microphone. And he goes on again and again and again. And he says, oh, well, I was hoping he was going to suplex Justin Roberts first, but unfortunately, I was, ho- we I was hoping lucky. for that, too. Yeah. But Taz, who continued on in the most early 2000s, Paul Heyman getting kicked off of TNN vibe. Yeah. He's just talking about how I'm I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of being underappreciated. I'm sick of no one talking to me. I want someone from management to come out and talk to me. And here comes Cody in yeah. his in his headset with his his uh his format nice sheet and suit and stupid yeah. tattoo and yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> like for as much as Cody's a face, he could have not looked more like an out of touch dipshit in that moment, which if he was hyper aware enough, yeah, kudos to you, Cody. But I just want to say he looked like a dipshit. And uh, 
He says, hey, everybody, let's get up for Taz. This is a great segment. We're done here. He does the, the cut across the throat and said, look, next week we'll have the tag match. It's him and Darby against Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And said, that's it. And uh, Taz said, that's not enough. I want this to be recognized. And Cody said, look, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll shoot it up the flagpole. Oh, such a dismissive so, sort of thing to such say. Such a shitty little thing. Yeah. And Taz is like, oh, what are you going to do next? Wish me the best in my future endeavors. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> You're shooting a little bit there, brother. Yeah. And uh, Cody throws down the microphone and gets in his face, but only the cameras can pick up the audio. Yeah. And Taz, uh, Cody says to Taz, if you're so pissed off about me, why is your son training with me? And yeah, that's the a, crowd, the, the wrestler crowd just was like, oh, this this is about to get real. Yeah. So Taz says, you know, you went too far. And then he looks like he's walking off. Cody's just telling, you know, waving to the guys in the back through the camera saying, hey, we're done here. And Taz, for the first time in years, busts yeah. out a fucking Taz mission and chokes out Cody. And I was Hell like, yeah. oh, shit, I would suddenly want to see Taz versus Cody. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was really, really well executed. I love it when somebody, um, you know, who thinks they're justified, holds the show hostage. Yes. And it, it worked. It worked out really well. Cody, you know, played his part, uh, played his part well. I love the physicality of it. Yeah. And then the, the only thing that kind of was off was that his doofy son just showed up on the outside right, to right, walk right. him off at one point. Like, Where the fuck did this kid come from? Like, yeah. Who's this you know? weird ginger wearing a fucking messenger bag? What's happening? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the only uh, quibble if I were to have one. But, you know, he was just introduced by name on show. So I guess it would make sense. Uh, you know, I, and if another quibble, to, but this isn't 2X caliber. He always, he always does the, well, well that, that's, that's his son. Is that his son? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. you fucking know what it is. Just put it over. Like, well, there he is, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. speak of the devil sort of thing. Don't, you know, act the all surprised, you know, yeah. it, cause it sounds like you're acting. Right. Right. But I, I just thought this was a great segment. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, the tag match should be super fun, but like, there's this now like taz cody blood feud i didn't know i'd be really interested in and um legitimately when we do sit down and have a best of the year episode i gotta figure out a way to call out taz because i have never had as strongly a 180 on somebody as i have with taz this year like when they brought him in to do commentary for dark the first time when they were doing like the random people with caliber i was like who gives a shit about Taz? Like, yeah. Okay. They're in Philly. So it's for cheap pop. Cool. Whatever. I didn't care. And there are moments where it's like, Oh, okay. He's fun on commentary, but this team Taz thing has been out of this world. Good. Yeah. They found a way to, you know, they they looked at what they had and they found a way to get some, uh, get some juice out of it. And it's so far works really well. And I know this bit comes later in the show, but when uh, Starks and Hobbs and Cage were doing their promo, yeah, I mean Starks, Starks doesn't need Taz. Although I do enjoy the association, Brian Cage sounded fucking terrible in that promo. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. He's, and we're gonna we're gonna Taz Taz mission you for the and beat your because I'm 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 machine team Taz. Like he sounded like a fucking. <laughs> doofus it did not go over well well a good promo was followed by another good promo as we had eddie kingston with bafflingly still alex marvez uh asked about the reformation of death triangle kingston great line said he wasn't mad he was just really disappointed yeah 
he expect, just like, he expected just like this. the dad he is. He expected this from Phoenix and Pac, but not my best friend. I know. Penta. I need I need a blow off match. I need a best friend blow off match between yes. uh, between Penta and Kingston at some point. I think I think it's gonna happen because uh, the way the show went off there tells me no one's done with anybody here. Oh uh, no, no, the feud must, must continue. continue. Yeah, uh, John Moxley pops up in the middle of this, and Eddie Kingston played the role that has really defined him in AEW, he suddenly became the devil on Mox's shoulder. Yeah. And Mox got in his face and Kingston's like, look, that ain't me. I got other problems. You know who did this? Go get him. Yeah. I and, really like that because it, 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 it makes sense in terms of the story they've told yes. about their history and their friendship. And it was like, dude, come on. You know that shit wasn't me. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? And it's it's that thing that I, I talked about uh, very early on when I started here on the Rough House is something I love is when the the locker room is acknowledged uh, as being this 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 little universe. Yeah. Where you aren't segmented by your segment. You you are not like you are aware of what's going on with other people. Right. Too often in WWE things aren't reacted to or by others. AEW, everybody knows everybody else because it's on TV. They watch the yeah. show. <laughs> like and and the right way in front of a TV as well. <laughs> right. And and Kingston was just like, oh, this is a moment for me to stir up more shit. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, not only that, the fact that Mox just wandered into Kingston's promo as yes. well. You know, yeah. everything about it worked well. And the fact that, you know, we got history of their relationship on TV. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, them just just having this rapport with each other, especially after what happened at uh, the pay-per-view, yeah. you know, just further lets you know that this is a very lived in relationship, a relationship exactly. that has been going on for many years. And, it, you know. There's little things like that that uh, that keep me coming back. Now, uh, this was followed by the hybrid two, Jack Evans and Angelico, going against Top Flight, the Martin Brothers, Darius and yes. Dante. This was a super fun match, and I my only complaint was they didn't show more of Jack Evans' promo on Dark, uh, where he was talking shit about the Young Bucks, because few people shit talk like Jack Evans. <laughs> and I feel like that was this is the one on the Britt Baker show. Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel like it's an untapped vein for AEW. They need to show more Jack Evans talking shit. Well, they need to show more Jack Evans uh, at all. Yes. So I'm yes. I'm very happy to see TH2 getting some TV time. Yeah. Glad we finally have a storyline for them yeah. um, because they're super talented. Bunch of shitheads in monster gear just going out there and doing I love Angelico's stupid dance on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good. And uh, Top Flight, once again, looking really good. And uh, yep. uh, uh, congratulations to the Martin Brothers getting signed by AEW this week. Nice little pre-Thanksgiving surprise for the boys. Yeah, it's a good pickup. That's a good pickup. Those guys uh, have all the potential in the world. So uh, TH2 ended up winning with Angelico logging in the Navarro Death Roll, which is a great name for a submission maneuver. Dude, that thing is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way the way he like hooks the legs up and then does the flippy thing into the submission. That is one of the raddest finishers I've seen in a very long time. And with, you know, in Helico's long legs, it makes sense. Like everything yeah. about it just it just works really, really well. He pulled it off because they had a, a tag match on Dark as well this week. I actually watched a couple matches from Dark this week. I forgot who they was. It, uh, I don't remember who they fought on Dark, yeah, I, but I don't remember what um, I had either because it was a f- almost three hour fucking long Dark. Yeah, why are they doing that? I mean, I get they want these people to get reps, but 
I mean, it's about getting reps. It's about getting a look at guys and just going, "Yeah, fuck it, we'll put it on YouTube." I know, but I, uh, I do. Do people watch the whole show every week? They do. That's the craziest <laughs> part. They look. Well, hey, that's good. That's good yeah. for them. I mean, I'm glad that they do. Like, yeah. I picked and choose. I think I watched like. All the matches were under seven minutes or something like that. Yeah, I watched yeah, uh, Sammy Guevara had a match with Marco Stunt and then cut a really, really good promo uh, mm-hmm. after his match as well. Um, and there was that t- the tag match with TH2. And I-, I feel like Jurassic Express had a match as well. Yeah, like everybody who's not on TV ha- or not on Dynamite has a match on Dark, yeah. it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So after the match, Hybrid 2 keeps beating down Top Flight. That causes the Young Bucks to run out. And that's your feud. We had a promo from Vicky Guerrero, which I guess she's still with Nyla Rose because Nyla was just there gnashing her teeth in the background, whatever. Um, yeah, really it's enough the, for me. And I'm a Vicky fan. Yeah, the only bit worth noting is uh, Vicky said she's not the one who told Jade Cargill to attack Brandy. So that's a thing. It was Cody. Yeah, yeah it's going to be something weird like that. Uh, FTR had a video package with Tully Blanchard. Uh, basically reestablishing them that they're going to be back, that they need to retain the belt or regain the belts. And yeah, it was a good promo. You. Yeah. Good, good promo. Um, what was kind of a surprise if there was a match on this card that I was not looking forward to that really over delivered to me, Jericho and Hager versus SCU. I it was, was good. I was very surprised by this match. Specifically, Frankie Kazarian looked great in this match. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, Daniels and Kazarian are a little bit up there in the years. I'm not to say yes. Jericho isn't, yeah. but you know, normally the SCU matches that uh, have my attention involve Scorpio Sky. Yeah. So the fact that you know Daniels, Kazarian, Jericho being how he is, and Hager, I wasn't, you know, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention to this match. Yeah, it just seemed fine to me. It didn't, you know, blow me away. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I understand if you decided not to dig into it because, again, looking at that list of people, it's not really our favorites. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was very surprised. Uh, what happened was uh, MJF with the ref distracted hit yeah. uh, Daniels with a dynamite diamond ring. And Jericho was Which is up for grabs next week in the Battle yes, Royal. Yes. Uh, I have some thoughts about that in a moment. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that turned into a thing with uh, the Inner Circle and SCU facing off, including Scorpio Sky running down with a chair. Scorpio Sky, ever the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, Miro and Kip Sabian were going to debut their new video game segment, but this just turned into a thing for them to beat up the best friends. Is it too soon to uh, just completely relaunch Miro? I mean, this this is... This shit's bad. Yeah, it's really not good. And I think the problem is Miro's entire career has been built around turning chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right. AEW is based off of every single thing you hear from everyone there. An opportunity for you as an individual to build your name and do your thing. Miro's never had to do that. So I imagine he has no idea what to do. Yeah, but there's a lot of creative people there that can help guide and, you know, throw suggestions out. It goes to what, like, Jack Evans had said, because someone said to him on Twitter prior to this angle spinning up, you know, why isn't TH2 on TV? And Jack Evans said, look, it's it's our fault. He said, you know, there's all these guys in the company who are super talented. They're all pitching ideas. They've all got these ideas for promos. They've all got these ideas for storylines. And they're speaking up for themselves. 
I haven't had that. Yeah, but Jack Evans is not Nero. I mean, I, you know, I, I get you, what you're saying, but all I'm trying to say is in a company filled with as much talent as AEW is, has, what have you, I imagine, right. you know, it's also a snare because so many of the guys there are their own writers. They're booking their own angles. They're putting their own things together. It's like, Miro, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I like video games. And he's decided that's his gimmick. Not to totally blow up a spot of anyone here. I'm not going to say anyone's names, but I've run into a similar issue running art fight. People come in and they're like, I have a character I want to do. And you let them play out that character. And sometimes you discover, Oh, this is a really fucking terrible idea. So you have to pull them over and be like, Hey, let's relaunch you in this other direction. Right. So, well, and that's the thing. That's what they need a you there to say, yeah, Hey, yeah. this shit isn't working. Let's, uh, you know, take some, take a couple, uh, weeks off, you know, go home, yeah. bang your wife, uh, go back <laughs> to Nashville, eat some hot chicken and we'll come back and, you know, have you actually be just a shit kicker or something yeah. like that. Cause you know, he, he's such a beastly athlete, but he's coming off as such a fucking dork yeah. and not to say the video game players are dorks, but his character is a fucking dork. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. It's a um, shame. But shame. W- to, to double back. So they did announce the dynamite diamond battle Royal is happening next week. Surprise, surprise. MJF just doesn't get to keep the ring in perpetuity. No, it has to be regained every year. So Chris, I would like to present where I think the story's going and then present a bit of booking suggested by one Brian Alvarez that I really want to see come true now. Okay, lay it on me. So, I think that Sammy Guevara is going to win. Mm-hmm. And this will further the issue between MJF and Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Here's the idea Alvarez has. Okay. Kip Sabian wants to win to put the ring on Penelope Ford's finger oh, for God. the marriage. And then... Doesn't she realize he has to <laughs> regain it every single year. <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. But I mean, I feel like Penelope Ford being as hot as she is, yeah. uh, you know, Kip Sabian's not an unattractive guy, but yeah. you know, somebody like her can no, only put we, up with so much. Both of them in rock across both of them in real life. And it was a uh, stunning moment. It was like, who yeah. are these attractive humans and where are they doing near a wrestling show? Oh, wait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think the, the Guevara thing makes definitely more sense. Um, but yeah, that, that's a fun, that's a funny, uh, funny idea there. Yeah. I, but I, 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 I definitely think it's going to be Sammy, but I heard that and I just went that, that would be really goddamn entertaining. So it's what, uh, 20 people or so in that battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a ton of people. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Although not in it, I guess is, uh, MJF and Kazarian. Cause MJF said he's going to face Kazarian next week. Unless they're, oh, so he's not even going to be go in the match again. to regain his ring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm considering how long this episode's getting. I'll just bump through the, the highlights. Uh, we had contract signing round two between John Moxley and Kenny Omega, which was really worth it if just for the awesome shot of Omega posing behind his screen 
and then suddenly you see Moxie's weir- Moxley's weird ass shoulders behind him. Yeah, his, he's doing his little neck thing, which is, I mean, at this point it was good because it was identifiable, identifiably yes. Moxley. Uh, that worked. He beat up uh, Kenny a little bit. Did a, it almost was like a suplex more than uh than than the double arm DDT yes, that he yeah. does. Uh, but Omega sold the hell out of it for a while, and uh, and yeah, I, I like this segment a lot better than the week before. It looks like Moxley had a little bit easier time uh, using the pen than Kenny. Omega did yes. so. Anything. He's done a couple more. He of these. also thanked Tony on the way out, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was an effective <laughs> segment. I liked it, yeah. and you know, I, I didn't need any more excitement to be built to me towards the match because uh, I think it's. I hope they give it a lot of time because this has a potential to be one of the last minute contenders for match of the year. Absolutely, we had a women's championship match as Hikaru Shida defended against Ana J. Ana J. Uh, being uh, seconded to the ring by Tay Conti. John Silver, Alan Angels, and Preston Vance. So that, that was. Oh, no, so, so it was. Didn't like the whole Dark Order come out at, for the match, or, or was that Silver's match? And they did like the pose thing on, on the top of the oh, ring. Oh, that was when they came out after the match. I was at, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I remember them all lined up on the top of the ring, you know, on the, on the, on the ramp and everybody did the, yeah. did the pose down and it worked. It looked really, really cool. But yeah, the, uh, the Anna J match, uh, was pretty good. I, I, I liked it for her 16th career match. Right? I think it was pretty darn good. Uh, yeah. What did you think of Anna J on, uh, AEW unrestricted? Uh, she seems like a very nice person. Yeah. Uh, that was my you know? takeaway too. Like, wow, what a pleasant human. What is she doing in yeah. professional wrestling? <laughs> I know, you know, the fact that she talked about corpsing on uh BTE having to deal with, you know, silver <laughs> on this week's BTE when he was, was it this week? We was doing the Suey mom bit. It was yes. like, Anna, 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 Anna. <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> uh, although I will say Mr. Brody Lee has been missed on yes. both uh, dynamite and the BTE bits. He has to be injured. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'd assume as well. Uh, but yeah. post-match, uh, unsurprisingly, Sheeta retained here. Post-match, Abaddon returned and vomited blood on the belt. <laughs> yeah, in the COVID era, that's a, you know, a weird choice to make, but it makes sense for the character. Uh, glad she wasn't put in the doghouse for too long. Or was she the one who got kicked? Or was she the she one, was who the one who got She kicked. took the elbow to the throat. She took the elbow. Okay, it was an elbow to the throat. Yes. All right, I wasn't yeah. sure if she was the one who Kate delivered Conte it or received it. Conte was the one who, uh, ah. who threw it out there. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Maybe that's our, where the blood came from. Yes. <laughs> uh, also really fun, um, just a, a little Easter egg from the night. Uh, on uh, late Wednesday, early Thursday, Hikaru Shida posted a behind-the-scenes, hey, everybody, I'm okay photo. In the background, if you look closely, Abaddon is hanging out in the doorway. In the background. Very nice. So a, a nice little touch. Then our main event was a butcher in the blade with the bunny going against Pac and Phoenix with Penta. Uh, this was just a super fun brawl. Pac looking like he basically all the ring rust he had against blade seemed to be gone. Uh, Phoenix and Pac are an awesome duo who I kind of want to see be tag champions at some point. Um, but uh, Kingston distracts the officials. So butcher and blade were able to hit the powerbomb neckbreaker combo and get the win. Family beat down Death Triangle after the match. Kingston DDT Pac onto a chair. And of all people, Lance Archer runs out and goes after yeah. the family. Everybody dies, uh, but not yes. Death Triangle. And the theme was back. Yes. Very happy to the hear that. The most important part here. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, you know, I would like a death triangle match on every dynamite for uh, in perpetuity, please. Uh, just because any combination of the three is fine. Uh, I just need to see those three guys out there uh, kicking the shit out of other people. Uh, it's uh, what I live for. Yeah. So it all comes down to uh, winter's coming December second. We got Omega and Mox one on one. We've got Team Taz versus Cody and Darby. We've got the uh, Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. It should be an absolutely packed show. But hey, before we go... All Elite Scooby-Doo. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Yeah, Macho Man 2K10, still alive, coming at you. Will be for years to come. It's my hip-hop comeback. Ooh, yeah, I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I'm going to grab a hold of Miss Elizabeth and that butthole rabbit. She likes it back there with my gray hair. I'm going to put it inside. I'm jumping it everywhere. Yeah, you like the Macho Man coming at you, brother. I'm going to grab a pillow, and then I'm going to gonna smother you after we do it after we screw it i'm in the buff i'm making stuff i'm gonna fuck you when you're gone what do we not do that is that not why are you shaking your head in the booth make it a hidden track on the album all right that's it i'm taking out somebody here Honky Tonk Man with his dong in his hand walking around real strong in the southern states land. He's a racist. He uses the N-word. He's like a dog. He's in the backyard eating his own turds. He's a wrestler with a beer gut. He's had 17 wives in each one's a slut. I did one in the back, one in the front, one in the mouth. The last one really had a smelly country music was his gimmick. He loved to strum his guitar. He never got far besides the icy title. Hey, speaking of which, that Dolph Ziggler kid's really turning into something. Oh, he hasn't been hired yet. Sorry, I'm just predicting the future. Make this a hidden track on the album. Make it a hidden track. I'm coming at him with something else. Here we go, yeah. CM Punk, he'll never quit. The guy's the shit. He's the best. CM Punk, he's the world. He's got two soft breasts covered in tattoos. He doesn't trust the Jews. He did What? What do you mean that's anti-Semitic? Is that not a thing? Oh, fuck you. I once saw him barely tip a kid at a Jewish delicatessen. Oh, God, if we don't get this, I'm going to have a stroke.